listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Thursday, the 20th of May 2021. Later, how the US Federal Reserve is adding to the cryptocurrency selling pressure, that includes Bitcoin, but first to Australia's unemployment rate, which fell 0.2 points to 5.5% in April. That's despite the end of JobKeeper in March, and youth unemployment is also at a 12-year low. Still, it was a little bit of a mixed bag because all up, 30,000 jobs were lost, but the jobless rate fell because the participation rate, that's the number of people in the workforce or actively seeking work declined. So for more on the jobless market, I spoke earlier with Callum Pickering, the Chief Economist at Indeed. Callum, how would you describe the state of Australia's labour market at the moment? Well, the Australian labour market has exceeded all expectations over the past six months until April. Um, Jobs growth had been uh, really incredibly strong, uh, much stronger than um, policymakers had anticipated. Um, and if we can navigate the, the end of, of JobKeeper over the next couple of months, then I think we're in a, a really strong position going forward. Can we go more into that? So what kind of an impact did the end of JobKeeper have? Because total jobs are down, though, 30,000 uh, in the month, yet the unemployment rate still fell. Yeah, this is really interesting. The, the ABS is adamant that JobKeeper isn't responsible for the uh, 30,000-person decline in employment in in the month of of April. And the fact that unemployment also fell does tend to support that assessment. Um, And and what we've seen sort of more broadly across other labour market measures such as job vacancies um, and job postings is that the economy does seem to have maintained its its momentum over the, the past couple of months. So, so right now, this, this April decline in, in employment um, perhaps isn't something that we need to be concerned about. Can we go more into detail about the relationship between spare capacity, jobs vacancies, right, and the potential for wages rises? What do you see there? Yeah, so right now, we've never seen this many jobs available at any one time. And of course, that's a great sign from an economic standpoint. But it also does mean that some businesses are beginning to uh, find difficulty in filling some roles. And that's being exacerbated to some extent uh, by the fact that skilled migration levels are so low right now. So we are beginning to see pockets of of skill shortages emerge. We're not seeing widespread industry-wide shortages just yet. Um, But as those skill shortages uh, become more widespread, we'd anticipate to see uh, stronger wage growth develop because businesses start to compete for the available talent. And where is that demand for jobs and skills and where will these wages rise? So in terms of um, hiring appetite right now, it's almost across the board that there's very few industries or occupations where hiring activity is is low. Um, But we are seeing particular strength in areas such as construction, um, childcare. We're also seeing a lot of strength recently in, in restaurant hiring. So that's a sector that's really come back um, strongly over the past six months as businesses have started to operate at full capacity. Um, but, in, but in terms of where I think uh, wage growth is, is likely to break out soonest, I think it is going to be in highly skilled occupations that do tend to rely more on skilled migration. So I would be looking at things such as healthcare, always a, a strong, um, strong performer from a growth perspective, uh, the tech sector, um, as, as well as ed- education and um, aged care as well. So all of that together, what does it ultimately mean for the direction of the jobless rate? Where do you see it going? 
Well, all signs right now point to the unemployment rate declining over the remainder of 2021. The RBA thinks we'll get down to 5% by the end of the year. They think 4.5% by the end of next year. And and right now, based on everything I'm seeing in, in um, the jobs market with regards to hiring activity, suggests that there's absolutely nothing wrong with those expectations. In fact, I think there's um, perhaps some upside risk there in that the, the recovery could continue to um, track ahead of schedule. So if that happens, right, what does it mean in terms of the potential for interest rates to rise sooner than expected? Because the RBA says, hey, we need to wait until we see inflation rise. For that to happen, we need wages to rise. These things won't happen until at least 2024. Yeah, they've been adamant that um, don't expect to see anything until at least 2024. But of course, this recovery is progressing much faster than anticipated. I think what we need to remember with the RBA is they're going to be data dependent, which means they're going to react to the data. So the question becomes, can we get wage growth to 3%? What does that require? And I think reasonably that's going to require an unemployment rate of 4.5% or lower. And that's not something that we've achieved since the global financial crisis began. Um, And we haven't had uh, wage growth of above 3% in, in around eight years. So these are things that are quite difficult to achieve. Um, But all signs right now do suggest that we're ahead of schedule. Um, And that does suggest that there's perhaps some upside risk um, and the Reserve Bank might have to uh, move a little bit uh, sooner um, than anticipated. Callum Pickering there, the Chief Economist at Indeed, from the economic story of the day to probably the corporate story of the day, and that's Qantas. More jobs are set to go out the airline, which is offering voluntary redundancy for its international cabin crew. It expects several hundred applications, and that's on top of the 8,500 jobs slated to go in its cost-cutting drive, which it's 90% through. There will also be a two-year wage freeze with lower rates of wages growth after that, and travel agents will get lower front-end commissions on international tickets. Now, while the airline confirmed it is on track for a $2 billion loss, debt levels have peaked, which is good news, and it says its recovery is being underpinned by its domestic business, which will exceed pre-COVID capacity levels next financial year, and investors like that because its share price rose 3.5% today. It came on a day with the S&P ASX 200 rose 1.2%, recovering from yesterday's big sell-off at 7,019. Six points. Technology stocks led the gains. And for more on that, including where Bitcoin is going, I spoke earlier with Chris Weston, the head of research at Pepperstone. Chris, the market is up today. Why? Well, we're bucking the trend, I think, from yeah, recent times with very, very choppy moves that we've been seeing in the market recently. There's no real rhyme or reason what's going on. Um, but there has been a bit of a switch today. People moving out of uh, some of the the, the the energy names and the material names and they've gone really into the banks the banks have absolutely flown today you know cba is up well over two percent it looks like it wants to go to an all-time highs you know you've got afterpay and some of the tech names really working as well and so it does seem to be a bit of a rotation out of you know, energy and materials which have been really really hot into these new spaces that's a really sign of a bullish market when you can get that rotation so at an index level we continue to chop around but the banks are really liking what they're seeing at the moment and and you know we're going to see new all-time highs in cba yeah, it looks really strong, but the banks are really putting in the points today. Okay, currencies is your strong point. So let's talk um, a cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, right? Continues to decline. What's your take on it and how is it connected to what was said by the US Federal Reserve? Well, I mean, you know, we've seen weakness uh, in the crypto space. Uh, and obviously, Bitcoin's been the poster child of that really since mid-May. 
Um, and I think a lot of that is down to increased regulations. The straw that broke, broke the camel's back last night in US in, in US trade was really uh, the idea that China are looking at the crypto space much readily there. And I don't think that's going to surprise too much because they're going to roll out their own cryptocurrency uh, probably for the Winter Olympics in February next year. So they want to get that under control and, and, and really come out guns blazing there. But we're going to see higher regulation in the US and probably in Australia around the crypto scene. But for me, the big one, uh, and it ties into the Fed, is that the Fed are looking much more closely at tapering their bond purchase program from 120 billion assets a month. That means less liquidity. And the markets which have done very, the assets which are doing incredibly well under this this liquidity regime, you know, some of these IPOs, uh, cryptocurrencies, some of the game stops of this world, yeah, that that trade's coming unwound. So, you know, for me, the idea of low liquidity in cryptos has really hurt the trade quite sharply. Not just to mention Musk, but I think the idea is low liquidity, low momentum coming out of the market has really hurt the crypto scene there. And what's the reaction been like to the jobless numbers out today? Not a lot, to be honest, uh, Ricardo. We saw a little bit of weakness in the Australian dollar on, on really on that headline number of, of 30,000 jobs being lost. Uh, we saw the Aussie down about 15 pips or so, so a really small move. Um, but it's come right back up. And actually now, uh, as I speak, we're seeing buyers coming through and it's actually at the highs of the session. So it's really overlooked the jobs number that we've been seeing there. We've seen a little bit of buying in the bond markets and that suggests that the, the, the jobs numbers were a little bit weaker. We can see that pure reaction in the bond market. But the Aussie dollar, after a bit of weakness has found buyers and it's screaming up to the highs of the level there. So not, you know, the unemployment data hasn't really been a game changer for the currency market. Chris Weston there from Pepperstein. I'm Ricardo Gonsalves. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at BusinessRicardo. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only. The content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision. Music.